Good Wednesday morning and welcome back to The Daily Buzz. I'm Dayton Olander. Earlier this week, an especially controversial mining operation proposed for Parley's Canyon took a step toward becoming reality, but the project still has a number of hurdles to clear before development can begin. Reporter Brian Maffley took a few minutes to join the podcast and explain what's going on. So big news broke yesterday evening that the Utah Division of Oil, Gas, and Mining had granted a mining permit for a controversial limestone quarry in Parlay's Canyon. Uh, first, give us some background about what's going on out there. Yeah, this is a highly controversial proposal to develop a limestone quarry in you know one of the busiest canyons in uh, the Wasatch, uh, Parley's Canyon, uh, <clears throat> about a three miles up Interstate 80 from Salt Lake City. And the reason why it's so controversial is the proposal came out of nowhere last November, and it was initially proposed as a huge open pit mine that would, you know, eventually get about 400 acres, which is, you know, really huge. Um, In the ensuing uproar, uh, that proposal was withdrawn and the company involved um, called Tree Farm uh, came back with a proposal for under 20 acres, which qualified for a, a much less rigorous review by Division of Oil, Gas, and Mining, which we, we, which is referred to as Dogum, by the way. And so, as a as a 20 acre mine, it it basically needs there's no real review at all, other than you know filling out the paperwork and um, putting up a, a adequate reclamation bond. In this case, they put up $352,000. So, but, you know, to, this is just one of uh, the first of many permits that this mine will have to get to actually, you know, begin quarrying at that location. Who else, what other gov- government entities do they have to run this by before they can start um, construction? Yeah. Of- well, that's the the big question here. The main first for starters, the Department of Environmental Quality would have to issue d- different permits relating to uh, groundwater discharges and um, air quality. Mm-hmm. They would have to put together a, a fugitive dust emissions plan to satisfy the Division of Air Quality, and I. You know, I contacted a number of my sources to also get a sense of what would have to happen. Apparently, the um, Division of Water Resources might get involved in a stream alteration permit. And also, but I think the bigger hangups are going to be with Salt Lake County, which um, has, you know, when this proposal came to light, amended the zoning ordinance for the Wasatch Foothills and Canyons to you know exclude any new mines which this uh would pro- would be a, a new mine it's not it's not the expansion of an existing mine uh so um that change in the zoning ordinance um has triggered a lawsuit by the company tree farm and its development partner which is a huge company called uh granite construction they have um sand and gravel operations all over the country and uh, including a few in utah so that hang up has to do with uh you know the local the polit- the locally elected 
uh, political leaders of Salt Lake County, including mayors of um, and city councils of Salt Lake and Mill Creek, have come out in strong opposition to this pro- proposal. Although Mill Creek and Salt Lake City don't really have a whole lot of jurisdiction here, Salt Lake County probably does. Um, it's kind of a, a murky issue because a bill was passed in 2019 by the legislature that you know more or less um, limited how much authority uh, municipal governments have over what are called operate um, critical infrastructure materials uh, <laughs> operations. What what the legislature meant by that was sand, gravel, aggregates, uh, crushed stone. Um, they base the legislature wants to kind of protect those in that industry from interference by local authorities and leave it up to the state of Utah to to regulate. Um, obviously, Salt Lake County takes extreme issue with that and believes that it still has a lot of jurisdiction here and uh, will likely insist that the um, this mine will require a conditional use permit, which it will not willingly grant if <laughs> under the current administration of uh, Mayor Jenny Wilson. Sure. And so, like you said, this, this could end up very well end up in court. Um, do we have... Yeah idea of like a timeline of when all of this uh, may eventually finally be settled. Well, yeah, there's one more thing we ought to talk about was that to operate this mine, they would, uh, the tree farm is going to need a lot of water for their um, processing operation. It's not just a mine, it's a processing plant as well. uh, And also for dust control. And Salt Lake City has made it clear that they, uh, in this area is inside Salt Lake City's service area, they've made some pretty clear that they're, they would not provide uh, water service to this mine. So as far as the time frame goes, it's it's hard to know. I mean, this company would uh, has you know a lot invested in this this operation. They've already got their applications into the Department of Environmental Quality, and I would think that they would want uh, try to move this thing along as quickly as possible. But there's no saying how long this legal fight with Salt Lake County could play out. I mean, that can get resolved with a with a judge's order or it could drag out. But interestingly, the you know, the company filed this lawsuit back in May, a few weeks after the Salt Lake County Council passed this zoning ordinance binding uh, banning new mines. But they, you know, I just checked the court records on it. That lawsuit is yet to be served. So it's not really going anywhere. So that's not clear where things stand with that. I haven't been able to talk to the company yet. We, we have more reporting to do there. Interesting. Yeah. Can you also give us an idea of some of the restrictions that this company will have to operate under if it does get all the needed approvals? I think you're yeah. that it would have to install fencing and signage around the site. What other stipulations are there? Yeah. So Dayton, this is a really important question. So yesterday, the Dogham director, John Baza, issued his order it's like 20 pages long where he was um weighing the objections raised by salt lake city salt lake county neighboring property owners city of mill creek uh some environmental groups uh asking the th- those entities were asking dogham to conduct a um thorough analysis of the project and allow an opportunity for public comment and john baza concluded that since it's a 20-acre, quote-unquote, small mining operation, 
that uh, his agency just doesn't have that authority. But what he did do is, you know, he cited elements of Utah law that um, enables Dogham to um, impose restrictions to protect public safety. So to that end, they're being required, yeah, to to do to uh, surround the site with fencing, monitor it, keep make sure people can't get into to the site, uh, have a, a you know wildfire uh, prevention management plan in place. That's uh, 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 probably one of the main concerns for people who live near near this mine is it could um, trigger a wildfire that could spread into. Um, the Mount Air Canyon community. It's a there's about a hundred homes up there, just up canyon from the mine. Um, they're also you know required to get uh, you know every other uh, permit in place before they can start mining. You know these are restrictions that w- would not ordinarily be imposed on a small mining operation. So these you know I mean they seem like no brainer kind of things like put up a fence, put up signage. Um, things like that, but you know, in the case of small mines, you you know, normally they're not required to do this. So it's you know, it seems pretty clear that Dogham is really doing everything that that John Baza feels it can do to address concerns by the of the community. You know, I mean, it is just three miles from you know Utah's most populated area, and he wanted to take that in consideration. It really seems like. Uh, the state law doesn't um, isn't really sensitive to uh, you know the needs of nearby populations when it comes to mining operations. Of course, Brian's story came out two days ago, and you can find it online at sltrib.com. Brian, thanks for your time. Right on, Dayton. Take care. And that's it for today. I want to give a huge shout out to Danny Rubio for producing this episode, and Salt Lake City band The Pelicans for our music. We'll be back with more news tomorrow.